Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 30 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Today, it's a rainy day out. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. Welcome once again to my weekly podcast and my thanks to those of you listening via the Patreon page. I really appreciate your support. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a support page where you can help me create more content by signing up to one of my reward tiers and in return you gain access to additional content and support from me. These start from as little as $1 per month, so I believe with the regular quality content I'm producing, $1 represents excellent value for money. If you've not yet started beekeeping and you're looking for help and assistance, pop over to my website www.norfolk-honey.co.uk forward slash get started and I'll do all I can to help you out with suggestions and recommendations for you. As usual, I'll leave any relevant links for this week's podcast in the show notes. So hi everybody and welcome back to another podcast. Today I'm travelling out and about and I thought I'd... um, take the microphone with me and just record uh, a podcast out on the road. Uh, Today I'm travelling to three or four of my apiaries just to check up on the bees and to drop off some sugar syrup and I thought I'd record a podcast um, slightly off-piste as it were, uh, unscripted, and uh, just take you out on the road with me and uh, just chat really about what I'm up to and the preparations that are currently underway for the autumn and winter. So I've travelled about 12 miles outside of my home city of Norwich and we're at the apiary that I call the National or Bluebell Apiary and here is the site that I tend to keep all of the national sized beehives, hence the name. And uh, here we've got I think uh, about eight colonies. This is where I brought the uh, BS honey two-in-one nucleus colonies, which have the divider which turns the nuke into a double three-frame nuke as opposed to a standard six-frame nuke. And they've worked really effectively for me this year. I have lost a couple of very small colonies here to wasps, which has been a real problem. Uh, And I, I think, judging from all the comments that I've had and the the general feedback out there at the moment on social media that wasps this year have been a real problem so I think we're all struggling with it. Uh, Having said that most of the stronger colonies that I have have really not had a problem in dealing with the wasps so what I tend to do is to just use a piece of foam to tuck into the entrance whereas I have a standard entrance block in the front which maybe has a gap of about 10 centimetres, I'll just cut a small piece of foam from a a large square that I have that I carry with me and just tuck that into the entrance, leaving the entrance block in place so that it reduces the entrance down to about maybe two B spaces, something of that order, maybe a a centimetre and a half. So you might be able to hear that it's still raining. Uh, I'm sat here in the pick up my Ford Ranger and uh, gradually getting steamed up 
actually I can see that there are some wasps flying. So uh, none of the bees are out. Uh, the bees have got more sense, but um, certainly there are one or two wasps. The wasp trap that I set up here is pretty much full of wasps. Uh, I did notice there was a hornet in there as well, a European hornet, that is. So that's kind of helped. Uh, but I don't think setting up any number of traps this year would have kept the wasps away from the the weaker colonies. As you may have seen uh, on the videos that I produce, uh, certainly those posted to Patreon, two of the queen mating nukes that I was using to produce some queens were robbed out and destroyed by wasps. So it's been one of those years. So I'm just going to hang around here for a few more minutes and wait to see if this rain stops and then if it does, we'll just pop out and have a look around and see what's happening. So while I'm waiting for the rain to stop, I'll just mention the sugar syrup that I use. So I used to make up my own sugar syrup, one-to-one -one and two-to-one syrups. So the one-to-one -one syrup I use generally through the spring and summer. And then the two to one I use at this time of the year in the autumn going into the winter and then I'll stop feeding heavy sugar syrup probably late October if there are any colonies that still need it and then switch to fondant. The reason I do that is because once you get into the much colder weather the bees aren't able to process the sugar syrup particularly well and it will tend to just sit in the feeder and if you haven't treated it with something like thymol crystals it will gradually go mouldy and the bees won't be able to use it anyway. So I tend to switch to fondant and again in the past I've made up my own but now with so many colonies I've switched to buying in both sugar syrup and fondant. I use a heavy sugar syrup that comes in 14 kilogram jerry cans. They're really useful for just taking around to all of the apiaries and I set them up on pallets, uh, cover them up so that they, they don't get direct sunlight and then they're at the apiary ready to use. One important thing that uh, I forgot last year that I won't be forgetting this year is that I need to remember to take around some large pliers to be able to, it's kind of a, an extendable wrench type thing, it allows me to undo some of the tops because last year I found that some of the plastic screw caps were put on so tightly that I just couldn't unscrew them by hand so I needed a, a little bit of a, a helping hand with some tools so must remember that this year and really the process will be uh, as I've mentioned before which is hefting uh, just lifting the back of the hive to see how heavy they are and uh, then adding some feed into a, a feeder that will sit on top. I've got a range of feeders the feeders that I like using probably more than any other, are called green uh, jumbo rapid feeders. Uh, I get them from a company here in the UK called Maysmore. They're affordable, they're about £24-£25 with the exchange rate. That's almost like for like um, with the euro and uh, with the dollar it's, it's probably $30.00. So with these feeders I can get a lot of sugar syrup into the colonies really quickly. I've also got bucket style contact feeders and they're the ones that have the mesh in the lid. So you can fill up the bucket, you invert the bucket with the lid in place 
and it creates a vacuum in the top of the bucket, what would be the bottom of the bucket, but it creates a vacuum so the sugar syrup doesn't flood out and the bees can access it through the lid, which is now upside down and sat on top of the crime board. And those are very good as well. Uh, they can get a lot of sugar syrup into a colony very quickly. Again, at this apiary, I'm going to give each of the colonies an additional super and get them to store sugar syrup in the super. Last year, over the winter, I did lose colonies from this particular apiary because I was on a single brood box, which is a national brood box, and that really was too small for the bees that I had in them. They work fine for some subspecies of bee, but the ones that I've got seem to go through their stores really, really rapidly. They probably went into winter with quite a large brood nest anyway, and as a result didn't have the amount of stores that uh, they should have had. And despite giving them some fondant later in the winter, uh, several of them succumbed. So I don't want to make that mistake again, and this year I'm going to give them all a super which they can fill up through September, and uh, then I'll take that super, put it between the floor and the brood box, so it's beneath the brood box. I won't have a queen excluder in place, so the bees will be able to move backwards and forwards, and more importantly, the queen will be able to move backwards and forwards, so that she doesn't get isolated at all, either in the super or in the brood box. And that should hopefully give them enough stores to see them through. It is still raining quite heavily, so I think we're going to have to call it on this particular site and move on to the next one. So the rain did ease a little bit and I dashed out and just unloaded the pallets and some of the sugar syrup here at the National Apiary. And now I'm going to dash over to our alpaca apiary where I need to do exactly the same thing, drop off some sugar syrup. I was going to record a video at the alpaca apiary showing the Happy Valley Honey Langstroths but it's just raining so much I'm just not going to be able to do anything today. So. Anyway, let's head over there and see what we can find over there. Well, here we are at the alpaca farm, and uh, it's always funny to see them running around in the fields. They come chasing over. Alpacas are kind of, I don't know whether they're part of the llama family, but they're that kind of shape. And the guys here shear the alpacas for the wool and uh, I guess they make all manner of um, nice jumpers and things out of them. But anyway, uh, it's still raining. Uh, I'm just going to unload the rest of this sugar syrup. I don't think we're going to be able to do much by way of opening up hives. So it's uh, yeah, just another quick visit and dropping off this sugar syrup. So as expected, uh, it's all very quiet. There are some bees flying, actually. It's been quite interesting to just watch them flying. But we have got another dead out here. Uh, there's a colony that had become a drone layer last week that I noticed and wanted to do something this week with them. Uh, but it appears the wasps have beaten me to it. And now that colony is uh, gone and the hive is full of wasps. So unfortunately that's another lost colony. It's still raining, I'm soaked through. I actually put a bee suit on to stop myself from getting too wet, but this is now drenched, so uh, I think we're going to call it a day there. I've dropped off the sugar syrup here. We've got one more 
apiary to visit to drop off more sugar syrup and then I think it'll be home to edit the podcast and to have a cup of coffee. Well I've spent most of today chasing these rainstorms around. They seem to have followed me everywhere I've been but I've visited three apiaries now and laid out the sugar syrup ready for feeding. I just need to take the feeders round now and then we'll be all set. It's funny uh, the things that you see when you're you're not specifically beekeeping because you tend to, well certainly I tend to have a bit more time to look around. And I had a phone call from the uh, lakes manager at my apiary where I have the bees on the fishing lakes and he said could I deal with a hornet's nest and I said well ideally not but I'll come over and take a look so I've driven over to the fishing lakes apiary site driven past the site where the fisheries manager said the hornet's nest was and I didn't see it so I parked up and walked back and I'm not really too sure how I missed it it's it's quite a large nest Uh, The hornets have dug into a bird box and have extended their nest down. And I'll post some images of the hornet's nest on my website and also to social media. If you want to take a look at it, go over to my website www.norfolk-honey.co.uk and uh, take a look because it's quite an interesting site. And I've also recorded a short piece of video that I'll be posting on my Patreon page with uh, the video that I've been recording today, or at least trying to record today as well. So that's it, me finished for today. Uh, I'm not quite sure how well this podcast will uh, come out or be received. But anyway, thanks for hanging on until the end of the podcast, and we'll catch up next week. I'm Stuart Spinks, and that was Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Well, that's it for another week thank you so much for listening in and please do keep the comments coming i'm stuart spinks and that was beekeeping short and sweet